Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, did the spirit of a deceased loved one come back to wish a woman happy birthday? In a very unique and ghostly way, that's what we find out today. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to show your real ghost stories with us. You can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you love the show, you want to support us, keep us on the air, then I encourage you to become an extra podcast person. We call them EPPs here. You sign up to do that at ghostpodcast.com or you can do it at uh, patreon.com slash ghost stories. It's only five bucks a month. You get access to all of our bonus episodes. You get access to advanced episodes of the show, new stuff every single week exclusively for EPP members. You can even sign up for an annual membership and get one month free if you sign up there at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Both places now offer uh, annual memberships. Uh, so you don't have to worry about every month, you know, keeping the card updated and all that. It uh, You sign up and then you're there. And uh, then it renews just uh, yearly for you. So check it out. Keep us on the air. We do greatly appreciate it. It's the weekend kid-friendly edition of Real Ghost Stories Online. And Tony and Harper joining you for today's episode. How are you this fine day, Harper? I am doing great. And I'm glad that we recorded on Labor Day. Yeah, we're actually recording on Labor Day today. Yeah. And not um, regular Tuesday. So happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day and uh, happy late Labor Day to everyone who's hearing it the week after Labor Day, wishing that they were going to have the next Monday off. But sorry. Uh, Yeah, that'll happen soon enough later in the year as uh, (laughs) although it's funny. It's this year where uh, everything has been so, you know, work from home, schools at home, this and that. 
Uh, I, I think a lot of us wish we could just, you know, be out more, like less days off this year. If everyone, if anyone ever said, I wish I had, you know, fewer uh, work days, I think now is kind of going, I wish I had more work days or I wish I had more days at work. Uh, or just normalcy more than anything else. Yeah, because it gives you more to the do than sit in front of a screen all day. <laughs> Someone, have, have you ever wondered, can I binge everything on Netflix? I think many folks over the summer learned uh, the possibilities of that. So anyway, welcome as we uh, get into the uh, the fall season. We uh, got. Uh, I'm I'm also I'm excited. I'm ready to get our Halloween decorations out. I know I technically have to wait about a month. But I think you and me have to work on convincing mom that we should start this a little bit early. Funny thing. I said this the other day, and I think you remember it. Mm -hmm. Remember, we were in the lows, and I said the scariest thing that could possibly, that that I could see was a person without a mask. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. We were looking at all of the uh, the Halloween animatronics. And uh, there was, you know, there's witches, there's goblins, there's skeletons and all of that. And uh, and Harper says, you know, the scariest one, that would be if there was just a person without a mask as an animatronic. <laughs> like, yes, that would be that would be a creepy, uh, creepy Halloween decoration. Just get mannequins this year and put it in your front yard with no masks. And everyone's gonna be like, oh, my God. But uh, it is the uh, the times that we live in. Eight, five, five, eight, five, three, forty eight, oh, two is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. And she's not just like this on the show. This is all day, every day. And it's great. It's I'm always laughing. I'm always laughing with this little girl. <laughs> all right, let's continue into our first ghost story. It says, my name's Lisa from KC. I've been listening to your show for the past few months and absolutely love it. I wish I would have found it sooner. Your show has got me thinking about some weird things that happened to my mom and me several years back. I'm curious what you all would make of it. My mom is what I guess you'd call a slider, S-L-I, for street light interference. She cannot wear a watch, blows light bulbs, and yes, makes street lights go out when she drives under them. She's told me that she's always had those issues. I think they have lessened over time. I've had similar issues, but on a different scale. There have been a few exploding light bulbs when I flipped the switch and the bottom of glasses have broken when I've picked them up. I once could steer a boat, which only lasted a few minutes before the motor burned up. I fried an AC unit when I went to adjust the thermostat. Too many small electronics to count became useless after I touched them. What is strange is I only experienced things to this extreme when we lived under the same roof or after long visits. When I was 21, I was down on my luck. And if uh, I could move back home with, I asked if I could move back home with my one-year-old son. My mom took us in and seemed happy to have us. After getting settled in, weird things started happening right away. It was morning and I walked into the kitchen. My mom was sitting at the table drinking coffee and we both heard the musical tune, Happy Birthday to You. It sounded like one of those wind-up music boxes. We didn't know where it was coming from. And we both said something like, well, that was weird. And shrugged it off. Then... It kept happening. All day, every time one of us would walk into the kitchen, we'd hear the same happy birthday tune. So we started looking in the cupboards and drawers and found an old birthday card. When you opened the card, it would play the song. She put it back in the drawer and put something heavy on it to keep it closed. After a few days, it started playing again, which did not make sense since it could not open. I suggested maybe something was messing with us. She didn't like that idea and threw the card away. 
I've always loved the paranormal, but my mom was never a fan. When I suggested maybe it was something ghostly, she reminded me that one time I thought we had demons living in the attic after watching The Exorcist, but it turned out just to be squirrels. That's a whole other story. That's funny. When an old rocking horse, except it was not a horse, it was an elephant. The handlebars are behind its large ears. In one of the ears, there was a bottom or a button you could push to play an elephant trumpet sound. It was adorable until it started going off when I would walk into the living room. This toy only went off when I was near. We changed the batteries, we moved it, could not figure out what was wrong with it. It really creeped me out. The birthday card and the elephant were both battery operated, so we just chalked it up to something slider-like related. But when it started happening with an activity table too, the activity table was a pull-up toy for babies to teach them to stand. On it was a lever that you had to push to the side. It would light up and spin these balls inside with the table we figured out if it were placed in a certain area in the living room and I stood on its one spot, it would activate and the balls would spin. The table convinced my mom that it was something with me and not something paranormal. I was not convinced and still thought we had a ghost. For the next few weeks, I could not let go of the idea that we were haunted. I spent a lot of time looking into ghost hunting. I'd walk around with a voice recorder for lectures to see if I could get an EVP. Started watching shows about ghost hunting. There was this one ghost show episode that stuck with me. The episode involved toys in a basement that would go off. The ghost hunters tried communicating with the spirit through the toys. A great idea, right? So one night, I'm sitting alone on the couch watching TV. My son was asleep and my mom was in her office on the computer. It was storming outside, lightning, thunder, but not a bad storm. The lights flickered, which is not uncommon during a storm. Then the elephant started trumpeting. It would normally only play when I'd walk into the room and be standing. The toys never went off before when I was just sitting on the couch. I could feel the hairs on my arms stand up. I looked over at the activity table and waited, and after a minute, I looked back to my show, and that's when the balls on the table started to spin. Turned the TV off, stood up slowly, and decided to try to communicate. I said, if there's someone here, could you make the spin of the balls again? There was no hesitation. They began to spin right away. My heart started to race, and I said, okay, would you be able to make the elephant go off two times? And he immediately trumpeted once. There was a pause, and it trumpeted a second time. I could feel adrenaline in my veins, and I'd started turning out, uh, started running out of the room. All I could think was that I needed a witness. As I started running, the lights began to flicker, and when my foot hit the doorway out of the living room, the power went completely out. The lights were out for maybe about five seconds, but it was the most terrifying five seconds. Running in darkness, knowing there was something behind me. Once I got to my mom's office, the lights are back on, but I am uh, uh, blubbering. I could not explain what happened, but I was able to tell her I needed her downstairs. When we get to the living room, I felt much safer since I was not alone. We're standing in the middle of the living room. I tried to make my voice sound brave and say, This is my mom. Could you make the elephant go off to let us know you're still here? The elephant trumpeted. I heard my mom kind of taking a quick breath. So I said, thank you. You think you can make the spin of the balls again, but three times in a row? The activity table lit up. Balls spun one, two, three times in a row. I felt scared, but also excited and validated. Something was there and trying to reach out to us. When I looked at my mom, I could tell it scared her too, but she did not share my same excitement. She said we should stop feeding it our attention. When she was walking out of the room, she said, I don't care about the toys, but leave the lights alone. I don't like that. She was not talking to me. Things kept happening for a while, but I think that's the only time she really acknowledged it. Also, that was the only time the lights flickered and went out. When we moved, we did not take those toys with us. 
It's been almost 15 years since it all happened, but it left a mark and there's still some reluctance to talk about it. I once asked her if she believes we had a ghost after what we saw. She said something that really makes me wonder. It is possible it could have been a ghost, but maybe it was a case of two sliders living under the same roof. I wanted to be real. I wanted to experience something and maybe if possible that I unconsciously caused it. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? What do you guys think? Thank you so much for the show and taking the time to read my story. I love what you do and will keep listening. Take care. Okay, first of all, if I were to be communicating with the spirit, the first thing that I would ask is, are you nice? Okay. And what if you got a response (laughs) that was like, no, or somehow signaled no to you? I would be straight out of that house, (laughs) grabbing my dog, and just like, see ya, I'm out of here. And you just live in a tent the rest of your growing up years. No, I have a... I would also bring my audio set, my computers, Mm -hmm. my monitor, and that little... Mixing board? Yeah, that mixing Mm -hmm. board. And just... And my bed. So you, you get all the essentials. A bed and basically a studio setup. Yeah, and take my money so I can still get food. Okay, so you're, you're assuming that because there's a ghost that was bad, you would run out of the house, set up a bed and a studio, and have some cash to get Big Macs. And I would just, what I would not be providing for you anymore. Is that, is that how it would work? You'd just be like, I'm going to live in the tent and be self-sufficient or, or what are you, what are you painting the picture of here? I'm painting the picture of if I was that girl mm-hmm. out of that house mm-hmm. and just like. As an adult. Yeah. Okay. I get you. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I mean, it would be creepy. I mean, it, even if it is, you know, you get the nice thing, which it, it sounds like it might've been, um, you know, it, it seems to maybe respect them a bit. The The slider concept is interesting where you have people that seem to be able to affect electronics, lights specifically. I wondered for the longest time if I was a slider. Um, I know my mom wonders that about herself because we've always had, and I haven't had it in a long time, but when I was growing up, I would have this effect where I would quite often under street lights, they would go out. Now, people can argue that and go, well, there's a sensor there and maybe it was tripped. And And I get that. I understand that there's probably plenty of logistical times where it was that. But it would happen so frequently and sometimes almost on demand. I would like ask, I would say, can you turn off? And boom, it would turn off. Can you turn on? Boom, it would turn on. I've had it happen before. It's weird. Um, And my mom has similar things that happen with it. Um, So is it, I don't know what it is, but it seems to be a phenomenon. I don't know if it's, it's, there's something within a a person, electromagnetic frequencies that when you get more than one of them together, could you trigger more things, more toys and such? I think that's totally logical and totally possible. But at the same point, uh, people have to be aware that there is a thing where the electrical wiring in your house can be a little wonky and that too can trigger things to toys specifically to be affected uh, when you flip a switch or if your power kind of goes on and off frequently it's the same as flipping the switch there's this wave of energy that's going through your house and some things 
uh, if it's not correctly grounded, can affect that. You had a toy that did that. You had a little uh, Melissa and Doug puzzle toy when you were little that there was a fire engine on. There's a bunch of little like airplanes, fire engines, police cars, all different things. You'd put the piece in the puzzle and it would make the noise of the specific vehicle. There was the fire engine uh, sound would go off when I flipped a specific switch in our house in Wichita, a specific light switch would do it. Um, and the toy was in a toy box, but without fail in that room, if I flipped that light switch and that toy was in that room, uh, that toy would make the fire engine sound as if you, you pulled the, the, the puzzle piece out of it. Why that specific one, why it was affected by that light switch, I don't know. The The previous owner of that house did a lot of DIY stuff and I don't think had a clue what he was DIYing or how to DIY really much of anything because there was a lot of Tony and Jen correct the DIY nightmare. But um, I'm guessing there was somewhere within the walls where the wiring wasn't quite right and that was triggering that to happen. So that can happen. Weird electromagnetic frequencies can be nothing to do with paranormal, just bad wiring. But the way that these guys were literally on demand asking it to do things, that's a whole different story. I think I'm a slider too. Why is that? Because um, when I'm in my bathroom, it'll, it'll be like when mom completely changes the light bulb, it will flicker. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the hell? You affect light bulbs? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think I think it's something that runs in a family. And I don't know if it's paranormal or if it's just, you know, it's like a genetic makeup thing, like a magnet or something, where there's just a certain something in us that affects electricity or affects circuits and affects, you know, in a in a normal way, but it's not really recognized yet where it's not necessarily ghostly, but I don't know. In this case, with in the story we're talking about, I think it's more ghostly because it was very much on demand, um, where it's kind of out of control. I don't know how ghostly that is or if it's just something that we don't quite understand yet. Yeah, and when it flickers, it kind of scares me because it's sure. like a quick um, flicker. And it's not like it stays off because mm -hmm. you ask it to. No, it's because it just like flickers. Yeah, it's like because you got there, it affects it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like... It's like it's triggering an off switch for a second. Yeah, I, it, it's weird. I don't know what it is, but I, I it, it, it's kind of, to me, it, it's like the world of Bigfoot. I don't believe Bigfoot is paranormal. I guess it's paranormal in the sense of we haven't classified it yet, but I believe Bigfoot is actually something natural and normal in the woods, in nature, but it's it's just never been fully recognized or, or identified, um, and it's out there. I think there's something to do that people have this ability to some people. Um, and that's really what it is. If there was a Bigfoot, the entire world would be, would be seeing it because okay. it would be so big. Well, you have well Bigfoot. I'm talking in the woods and, and people all over the world do see these things. And there's sometimes variations in different countries. So I think there's probably some different species of them out there, but I don't think it's a ghostly thing. It's just some sort of, in my opinion, a, a creature that, uh, that is out there. Our phone number is uh, 855-853-4802 to uh, call in to our ghost program and share your real ghost story with us. Or you can write on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Watch unicorns become a thing. <laughs> People start spotting unicorns. Hey, it's 2020. Who had unicorns for November, huh? 
Uh, let's go to uh, this one. It says June 13th, 1996, Budapest, Hungary. I was living alone at the time in a small apartment with no air conditioning. It was a hot summer, and that night we had a huge storm that arrived with strong winds. All my windows were open in the room where I was sleeping to get some air in. And once the storm arrived to the wind, I woke up in the dead of night to people walking around my bed. My bed was positioned in a way that you could walk around it on three sides, only the head of the bed was against the wall. I heard the hardwood floor crackling under their feet, and they sounded surrounded my bed. I sent several beings around my bed, around six to eight in my estimation, standing in a semicircle looking towards me. I also felt that they were not tall, around four feet and not sure how, but I had an inclination they were not human. I was terrified. I was unable to move on to my bed. Was this sleep paralysis? But I had enough clarity of mind to start praying. I prayed the Lord's Prayer and I heard the words had power. If you said it word by word exactly. In fact, I was quite upset when I did not remember it correctly and I was afraid it would not give me the kind of protection I needed. Once I started praying, the creaking subsided, but they did not leave, only moved a bit further back away from the bed. I was also afraid that I fall asleep when they come closer, so I tried to keep myself awake while praying. I did not see them, but I felt them around me, and I felt their intention being negative. It was not clear what they wanted, or rather, I did not allow this through, though, into my head. I invoked all the angels to come help me, and I was praying nonstop and hid under the covers, not that this would have stopped them, they left at dawn, and the storm also left, and it cleared up and got quite suddenly warm, both in my room and outside. The feeling in the room completely changed, and everything was back to normal, it seemed. I was quite frazzled, of course. It took me a while to get ready for work. I went to the office really confused, but also scared and shocked. When I arrived, I heard my immediate co-worker, an older lady, explaining to her colleagues her ordeal overnight. She explained that she was visited by dwarf-like creatures who were running under the carpet they were making a lot of noise all through the night. I cannot believe what I heard. Her too, the same night, the exact same experience. I understood the under the carpet as the same type of floor creaking I've heard. In most houses here, we have hardwood floors. She told me they were malicious, but I was not so sure she got rid of them. She was angry and shocked at the same time, and I could not uh, stop wondering how come we had such paranormal experiences the same night. It took me several days and weeks have a relaxing night again and I always prayed before falling asleep to get some protection while I slept later I did go to see a psychic to ask who the visitors were and she told me they might have been extraterrestrials and indeed they did not come with friendship I did not get more information than that so that's an interesting one where it, it uh, borders into the world of aliens which we don't really touch on this show very much uh, but uh, what are what are your thoughts I find it very stalkerish um, <laughs> that they were st standing there at the end of her bed and it was like six to eight of them. Mm -hmm. That's creepy. Yeah. I mean, anything invading your room at night, you know, that you don't know is is creepier and anything unwelcome is creepy. And six to eight of, of them there. Is it aliens? I don't know. I mean, that's what a, a psychic said to them way after the fact. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds like it could have been multiple entities that kind of showed up. It sounds like it could have been just plain sleep paralysis, quite honestly, too. Because quite often when someone has sleep paralysis and they can't move and there's not a lot of ways of identifying and there's no traces of anything left after the fact, 
Um, quite often, I think you can write it off as sleep paralysis. And I don't know that I wouldn't just write this one off as sleep paralysis if I were this individual. Um, with sleep paralysis, that's where you can't move. You're like, it's like in between sleep and awake. And sometimes you can open your eyes and you'll see things, but you can't move. The things that you're seeing, that's where the debate comes in is, are they real? Or is it just your mind essentially dreaming, but projecting things out into the atmosphere that you're looking at, almost like a hologram? Now, that can happen. Your brain can do that with no assistance from ghosts whatsoever. It's just your mind being kind of crazy. Um, but it's it's natural. It's normal. It is a phenomena that does happen, and it's not ghostly. It sure seems like it, but it's not. Um, but then sometimes you have these situations where somebody has a sleep paralysis experience where they open their eyes or once they, they are released from it and they're able to move again, something has been manipulated in their room. Something has changed. Something has been moved. Something has been left behind by whatever they sensed or saw that entity to be. Now, that's where you have some more legitimacy to it as being something beyond just your mind and a, a state of, of sleep paralysis in your mind. If something else has been manipulated, if there was no evidence, it's hard to say whether or not that was not just a very strong sleep paralysis experience. Totally believe you had it, but was it ghostly? Uh, was it something paranormal? She's or this listener is going to have to be the judge of that because there's not a lot of evidence behind it to show that it was something beyond the sleep paralysis experience. Yeah, but I have a question for you. Can mm -hmm. all sleep paralysis be scary? Um, it doesn't have to be. It's, it's really about your mindset in it. I mean, if you are aware of what sleep paralysis is, and you understand it and you wake up and you open your eyes and you can't move, but you realize, oh, this is sleep paralysis. You can probably write it off as long as it is just a sleep paralysis situation and you know what's going on. It doesn't have to be scary. Um, but quite often we're kind of in a fight or flight mode because we are scared because we can't move. And then that fear and that adrenaline going through our minds ends up pushing scary images and thoughts out into our our world that we're seeing. And we think quite often one of the things that people claim to see in sleep paralysis is an old witch-like woman, they call her the old hag, uh, sitting on you or sitting on your bed, looking very scary and spooky. Why is this the most common? I don't know. I don't know if it's something in human genetics where this just seems to be a, a universally scary image for everyone. And then that's kind of what we go to biologically as this is a scary image. And it's, you know, it's just kind of things misfiring in our mind. Um, but sometimes there's other things, many times other things that people see, for example, like this. Notice she didn't say she saw them, but she sensed them. So it's very hard to say in that case what exactly was going on. Yeah, but like, is there like a way like you can like see happy things or is it just fears? It seems to be more fears. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I've never had one where somebody called in or wrote in and said, uh, I just had sleep paralysis last night and I was surrounded by unicorns and fairies. Let's get on the caller and hear a real ghost story. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Brewski. My name is Dana. I'm from Ohio. Uh, originally from an area called Elyria, which is a 
pretty big city-ish area. And I moved to an area with my family when I was in first grade uh, in a place called Jackson County. Now, we moved into my mom's dream, a big farmhouse, a big red barn, and you know, all that stuff. And the house's size uh, wasn't initially the size that it is currently. The previous owners had put on some additions. So the original part of the house was our front room, the office, my parents' room, which used to be the patio, and then upstairs, it was the first bedroom. Now, when we moved in there, my mom, being the social butterfly she is, made friends with all our neighbors, and my sisters became friends with our neighbor's daughter. And so, they were best friends. They'd always spend all the time together, and they would take the same bus together. So there was a bit of sightings from my family of a woman or, and or a child in our house. Like my cousin woke up to a little girl that looked like me standing next to her, but like in an old Victorian outfit. Uh, and so Continuing this story, one day when my sister's best friend was sitting outside waiting for the bus to come and waiting for my sister to come outside, she swears she saw a woman in white walking in front of the window of the front upstairs room. So my, my sister's best friend to this day, and this was years ago, my sister graduated in 03. So to this day, her best friend still believes that it was a woman in a white dress with white skin. Now, here's a bit of a twist. My sister would get a shower in the morning and then roam around upstairs naked. And she is as white as a sheet of paper. So she believes it's not a ghost. Her best friend believes otherwise. So not necessarily a full ghost story. But I still hope you enjoy it. And if you play it on the show, thank you so much. I adore your podcasts. I listen to basically every single one of them. And I can't wait to hear more. We appreciate you, everybody. And be safe. Bye-bye. What do you think? Well, it's... What, what is it with women, with women in white dresses um, in houses? <laughs> Why are they picking white? Yeah. I, I don't know that they're always picking white as much as it is it's a, uh, an illumination. Where where it's that's just kind of how they're coming across. Maybe the dress really isn't white, but the spirit just kind of come comes across more as a mist. And then when you see it form into a human form, it looks more white uh, than it, it it really is. The dress itself, just because of the glowing effect. So that might be what that is. It might not be like I wore a white dress and now I'm showing up. Although 
Interesting fact. Um, years ago, people from uh, certain generations and, and beyond, uh, for a long period of time, the thing was to be buried in your wedding dress, which obviously, in most cases, is a white dress. So if you're you're considering the ghost coming back and if what you decided to wear is your attire or, or someone decided for you to wear is your attire uh, when you died at your funeral and be buried in it, um, and then that's what you get to wear as a ghost that would, uh, that would possibly explain the frequency of white dresses that people are wearing, uh, as ghosts. But why the wedding dress? Cause that seems like the most valuable thing that you would never want to get dirty. Well, when you're dead, um, and you're going to be buried, uh, you probably, you're going to go with exactly just that. One of the most valuable, important things to you. And, if unless someone else is going to wear that wedding dress and you're passing it down, which some people, you know, they didn't have, you know, daughters to pass it down to, um, they would just, they, that would be the thing. It would be wear your own wedding dress um, when you get buried. And it's a common or was a common thing. My grandma got buried in her wedding dress. Oh, well, so that's your great grandma, which was kind of weird to see her um, dead uh, in a wedding dress, uh, but uh, it was what she wanted. And my, my grandma would talk about death all the time. She was very, it was always like, well, when I'm dead, you know, it, it, she was kind of dark in a lot of ways. She was, she was a funny lady, but, but you know, I, I guess I, I, I skimmed over a lot of it or missed some of it because I was young. But um, when I think back on some of the stuff that she would talk about, it really wasn't like super ghostly, but there's so many things I look back and I wish I would have asked her or thought to have asked her um, back then um, because they're only there for so long. Um, so that's something that you can think about and uh, take into account because you have grandparents that are still around. So ask them the questions you want while they're here because they won't be forever. Is there anything that you would ask them that's of, of ghostly relation? Uh, any of your grandparents? Any curiosities that you have? You don't have to answer it right now, but it's one of those things where I'm interested in this topic, obviously, and you are too. So it's always interesting to hear what family kind of thinks about it. Um, sometimes, like, they think absolutely nothing of it, but it all depends on the individual. Nothing on top of my head. No, but it's a fun one. It's something to think about and get get, get your list of questions. <laughs> get them answered while, uh, you know, while you can. That's important to do. Because um, I wish I would have asked so many different things. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear them. That is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. And EPP, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to support the show and keep us on the air until next time for real ghost stories online i'm tony thanks for listening